Hello there, Internet. Welcome to the Drunk in the Newsies, updating oh, every shit. whenever the hell we feel like it. Yeah, it's we're alive, Internet. Yep. Hi. We're alive talk. in 95. Five? No, that, that yes. doesn't. doesn't we're, we were alive then, too. <laughs> yes, we're here. I've got my Newsies cap on, so that means we're doing the news. So, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Um, yeah, so, uh, news, we have some. Surprise, surprise, in five <laughs> months we've made some fucking news. <laughs> we've done stuff. Stuff has been done. Alright, uh, uh, so first thing, uh, sorry, Dystopia, um, we're, we didn't take your money on that, we're still working on it, we're getting progress. We uh, are exceedingly close, Internet, we're closer than we've ever been, and we just need a low, low donation from you of ten dollars each. <laughs> Bring this thing home. <laughs> no. We're, we're pretty much done. I've finished the layouts. It looks fucking sweet. Some of you who pledged uh, got to see previews of that already. Um, right now we're waiting on our artists, and then we are going to have a finished awesome book for you guys. Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, this, I'm sorry all of internet, that this took so long. Um, this is our first time publishing a book, honestly, and... Uh, I know. I'll know next time when I start the Kickstarter. When to fucking start the Kickstarter? Yeah, yeah. We we've definitely learned a hell of a lot from this, and it's, I mean, it's called that point to... where you need the money to keep going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh yeah, we got we got. Well, I guess in, to to our credit, we had we had the first version of the guide completely written at that point. Yeah, well, then we, we just, just forgot had... that we'd have to revise it, or that have to be revised <laughs> a billion times. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, there have oh. been a lot of differences made to the game um, to make it more d- enjoyable. Uh, there's it's mostly about buffalo hunting now. Um, I know we were going for that Victorian post-apocalyptic role-playing hellscape thing, but yeah, Nate really wanted to do buffalo. Yeah. So um, yeah. So Sorry yeah. Uh, that, so uh, and on top of that, we have. Uh, just a whole lot of stuff to make the game more accessible uh, to writers and players alike. Um, yeah, yeah, you will literally... <clears throat> excuse me, Internet. I'm very sick. There's an, pretty much an entire chapter devoted specifically to adventure hooks. Uh, we've packaged it with a full scenario um, with you know as its own chapter. We have all kinds of crazy stuff that you guys can just pretty much pick up the book and immediately start playing. Uh, I, I know that's kind of... I don't know. Is that that feel? It feels like it's a little not the case for some games. So we wanted to make sure that you guys could get this and immediately start enjoying it. And I think you will. Yeah. So that'll be done soon-ish. Hmm. Um. So that's that. Um. Yeah. Buffalo hunting. The game. Yeah. It's it's my dream. Yeah. It's Nate's dream. It's it's every, <laughs> it's the dream of everybody here at the Drunk and the Ugly. It really, really is. We're 100% committed to this dream and beating this joke into the ground. Uh, also, um, last time we announced that uh, we put up some forums, and oh god, did you guys really like that idea? Uh, the forums are hopping. Yeah, they are. Um, they're, we have a whole bunch of members. Um, we have literally fives of tens of members. <laughs> And we love each and every one of you. Yes, mostly. <laughs> and um, yeah, we we uh, it's actually expanded a bit since the since it first started. Um, 
in addition to discussing the show, we have a whole a solid community section. Uh, we actually have a whole community actual play forum now that has, uh, I don't know, probably at least two dozen games on it. Uh, yeah, one one campaign that's been going for a while. Quite a while. It's a ton of yeah. He's he's posted. I think that's the most po- I think that's like the most posted, most viewed thread on the entire forum. Yeah, they've got twenty episodes. Yeah, and all they're going to. I think they're also posting on Giants in the Playground now too. Cool. Um, yeah, check out Monster Force Zeta, guys. Yeah, it is rad. I've listened to a couple of the games. They're f- really funny. Nice. I'll have to do that. Except I'm busy with podcast all day. <laughs> <laughs> Slave over off hot podcast all night. That's true. Um, yeah, we've also got um, a ton of like a, a huge, huge board for discussion of our actual plays. Um, we the Frida's thread I think is like over twenty pages now. Yeah, something like that. And then we also have just a bunch of random bullshit like which of our characters would win in a fight, <laughs> which is that's like, quickly becoming the largest thread in there. I don't know why. <laughs> it's so awesome. Also, Manda has posted some seriously cool art of some of the random fights. And uh, so of our so some of our other uh, some of our other users. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of awesome... Yeah, that's the other thing. is We've gotten a lot of really cool fan art on the forums um, from user SLTE or Sleet or Slate or Slight or... I don't know. Tell us how to pronounce your name, dude. Your name is dude, composed mostly of consonants. <laughs> your, your name is either an acronym for something or just missing vowels. I'm guessing it's an acronym since it's all capital letters. Um, well, you'd think that, but... And, yeah, uh, and also uh, we've gotten... well. We've also, I mean, if you and if you have if you have uh, if you have art for characters and whatnot, uh, send it to us and we'll throw it on throw it on the wiki uh, under character sheets and shit too. Uh, so long That's as true. you know it's uh, not offensive <laughs> and maybe and it's offensive sta- enough. Yeah, I, exactly. Our standards of offensive are broad and interestingly defined. So uh, I I, I, pr- I prefer the amount of boobs to be in it to be zero. <laughs> What if they're? What if it's tasteful side boob? What? What then? <laughs> is ta- is side boob not classy enough for your podcast? No, Matt? it's not. <laughs> I run a family friendly show. <laughs> God damn it! Yes, constantly. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So that's um. That's what's going on in the forums. Um. You guys should totally join, and. Uh, I'm going to let Matt talk about this next thing because it's his idea and it's an awesome one. Uh, so. Well, this idea is actually Manda's idea, but uh, she's she's not with us anymore, sadly. Yes, so you get to proxy her idea as your yeah. own. We have a, if you haven't noticed, we play a lot of games and we have a very big backlog. So one thing we're going to start doing when this gets posted is we're going to create a thread on the forums where we will have a poll that features a few hand-picked one-shot episodes. And you can vote on them, and at the end of every month, whichever one-shot has the most votes is the one that I will edit and throw up on the site uh, ahead of time, and so you don't have to wait six months or so for it to be posted. Um, I, can you remember, do you remember at all what we had picked? Um, there, yeah, there's a couple. There's Sky Mall, um, <clears throat> uh, which is a Monsters Another Childish one-shot that oh, Matt yeah. ran. Yeah, there's Sky like, Mall. Like oh, yeah, Europe. there's Sky Mall. There's The Devil's Bazaar, which is a uh, Monsters Another oh, Childish yes. thing. One-shot run by Manda. <laughs> I know. It's Manda's first ever, like, GMing experience, and oh, my God, you guys, it is wonderful. It is wonderful and full of glitter. 
well, if we could find a way to pack glitter into the recording, we would. But unfortunately, that technology has not been developed yet, so you guys just have to imagine the glitter. Sorry to let you down there. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also, um, what, The Longest Night of Your Life? Longest Night of Your Life. That's a uh, Little a f- Fears one-shot yep. uh, from the Campfire Tales series. Yeah. Um, um, I think there was another one we had uh, ready to go as well. Um, I don't know about ready to go, but there is the complete bullshit game I ran months and months and months ago. That would be yeah. We could post that. It's full. It's 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 a it's a it's a uh, that is our. <laughs> you were originally going to run it in rifts. That is our crossover <laughs> extravaganza that features characters <laughs> yeah. in games that haven't been posted yet. <laughs> to be fair, one of the main characters in a game that was that was a recording that was lost. So yeah, that will exactly. never be posted. So I guess we could just post whatever the hell we want. Yeah. Um, yeah oh yeah, because it's it was the um, Alex is playing his character from like one of from an old ass fiasco game. Yeah, the first game I ever played with you guys, the terrible, terrible Dragon Slayers fiasco game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then well, in like your character, I think did you play an Ad Eva character? Yeah, my my character yeah. James Harrison and his and his uh, and his uh, Ava unit uh, unit six slash US one. <laughs> I don't think there were like th- that was the thing. Like I think it managed to be pretty self contained for the amount of in jokes we piled into it. Yeah, it's self contained as it could be for what it was. <laughs> For what it was, which was glorious, internet. It it oh yeah, I'm not I'm not denying that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not denying. That. I'm I'm excited to write the write up for that game, if only because it's going to be equally as long and ridiculous as the complete bullshit original one. I guess there's also that practice. there's that fiasco game we played with Josh too. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, tra- um, we played Transatlantic. Yep, at the last Drunken Ugly Con, we played Transatlantic uh, with Joshua Chichester. The, which was the, pretty the rad. brave and the beautiful. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, yeah, so that's that's at least what we've got off the top of our heads. I'm sure that we can troll our ca- caverns full of one-shot actual plays that we're just forgetting about. Um, like probably like all the games Charlie ran that we could post up, or I know there's a game or two that Zach ran that I don't think has gone up yet. Yeah, I just have sorted dystopia. Maybe, yeah, I have to. He hasn't. Yeah, uh, and I guess uh, we can just talk about upcoming games as well. Um, it's been yes, a, it's been a while. We've built up an even bigger backlog than we have before. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Currently, Frida's is on hold, sort of. Um, we're in between seasons. We finished season three. Right. Yeah. Well, we're um. Yeah. Three. The no. Finished season two. Season three is coming up. Uh. Well, posting. We, we oh yeah. Po- posting. Postings, yeah. Currently, See. Uh. We haven't exactly. Played. We haven't finished season three though. We're uh. Well, we finished season three. We're on this side it's adventure like an, that yeah, Nate wrote like a, uh, based on uh based on the Odyssey. Um. Uh. Yeah. So stuff that's coming up. Um. Frida's is on hold. Uh, but in the meanwhile, we've been playing a crap ton of Wild Talents. Oh my god, is it wonderful? Yeah, no, it, yeah, yeah. That, that started as that started as Nate read a comic book and said, "I want to run a comic book game." And then he wrote this he wrote this one shot adventure that, like everything else Nate does, was not a one shot. Um, <laughs> it only it ended up taking four sessions, and then I uh, ran the second part of it, which I thought was going to take two sessions, it ended up taking six. 
<laughs> it was more than that, wasn't it? Wasn't it like ten? No, my 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 part was six sessions. I didn't run a okay. ten session game. That'd be crazy. I thought you did. It the last session we played was ten because it was the six sessions after the fourth session. Uh, that's right. Okay, <clears throat> but yeah, so that's that right there. Ten sessions, and Nate's run a couple of like um, uh, character centric ones in as we get geared up to do the next like adventure, basically. Um, we could talk about the setting of it. Uh, yeah. Really um, yeah. The setting, um, it's set in prominence, uh, North Carolina. Um, is it North or South? I, at, I can never remember. I think it's South, but it all prominence Carolina. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Gotham of the South. Uh, but no, really, it kind of is. Seeing how many Batmans there are running around. Well, I mean, um, we're running. Yeah, it's a it's a uh, it's a street level uh, street level supers game of uh, in in Greg Stolze terminology, um, mid black, low blue. Yeah, uh, which means there's pretty much no magic, um, a lot of tech, and a lot of people with extraordinary powers. You know, but that are fairly based in reality. Um, we're, tr- we're we're trying to yeah we're trying to keep it to the to the realm of five minutes into the future at the very most. Yep. Um. So we just if uh so we have um so we have a lot of characters that uh are either good detectives or you know experienced martial artists or former Olympic athletes or <laughs> built- well there was only one of them. <laughs> Um, or uh, or uh, had used to work at a at a high tech company and built a built a crazy suit that deflects bullets. Yep. Or you know uh, fugitives who've had government technology fused to them and are on the run. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a crazy setting and uh, it's we're having a lot of fun with it. Um, we're having a lot of fun with Wild Talents. Uh, when you eventually when the when the games start getting posted, um, don't get mad at us because we don't get the rules quite right in the first couple of games because. That's our first time playing the game. <laughs> yeah, we and literally, like we quick. we read through the rules. I think once in their in their entirety, and based most of it off of what we've heard in actual plays. Yeah, uh, but we figured them. We figure them out. We figure them out. Don't yell at us for not knowing them. <laughs> but if we are consistently doing something wrong and don't know it, you should probably point it out so that we do it right. Maybe, except we're going to. That's going to have happened six months ago by the time these get posted. <laughs> so we'll probably have figured it out by then. Eh, you never know. We didn't f- figure out gobble dice for way too long. Gobble dice are weird, okay? The the, <laughs> the, the, the books of the games don't describe them well. <laughs> also, did you know you can have three dice in a relationship? Because I didn't. I have no idea. <laughs> We've only played, what, 89 sessions of Frida's Sam? Yeah. No, like, way too many uh, sessions of Monsters and the Challenge things. They don't know part of the core mechanic. <sighs> I I'm awful on the podcast. How much fucking monsters do we have posted on there? Quite a bit. I know we've played over 120 games by this point. <clears throat> yeah, you know, of stuff that we remember playing. Uh, oh wow, 99 episodes. Damn on the site. That is that explains why our word cloud is like monster and other childish things, and then everything else. Yeah, it overshadows. Uh, it overshadows Nate. <laughs> I think true. Nate is the second largest in the cloud with 74 topics. Ugh. Yeah, you've got 58. Yeah. I've got a measly six. Yeah, you need to run more games. 
I've I've run a bunch of games. That's the other thing is I uh, I've been running a bunch of games in behind the scenes here, and I'm currently running um, Call of Cthulhu for uh, Hannah, Nate, and Manda. Oh yeah, I'm not in that one. Yeah, I know you actually aren't, and I think it was mostly because you just weren't around when it started, and it was a one shot that turned into a three shot um, because of course it did. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, I'm running it out of Bumps in the Night, Pagan Publishing's newest, latest book, um, which is uh, pretty awesome. It is a set of Cthulhu scenarios that are designed to be uh, not standard Cthulhu scenarios. Um, pretty much there's no, you know, it, it, there's, there's no Lovecraftian beasts in here, but there's a lot of Lovecraftian themes, which make for really cool games. Um, and it's kind of, the scenario I'm running is kind of... Um, um, like Downton Abbey meets Psycho, I guess. I know what one of those things is. Yeah. So yeah, Google that reference, the internet. You will learn something. Um. um All right. Think what else has been around? Talked about Wild Talents. Talked about a little bit of Fritos. Um. um Road Trip is approaching its end. It is. Uh. It, despite despite its despite its best efforts, we are finishing it up. <laughs> Uh, we are getting to the last scenario of it, um, and we will play that whenever the stars align and Sean and Alex are available <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like you can either summon an Elder God or play Road Trip. So I'd, I'd rather play a game than, than end the world, really. Yeah, some days. <laughs> Sam, I, uh, Sam, I worry for you. I, I worry for no. you deeply. You should be worried. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm very worried for you. <laughs> Keep speaking um, awkwardly. I'm trying to think of what else. Um, we're currently posting the Little Fears campaign. Um, I think we're up to what session two of Polybius by the time uh, this goes out. Yeah, let's say let's 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 be optimistic. Um, uh yeah, so session two session two of Polybius, uh there's a bunch more sessions of Polybius. Uh followed by a bunch of sessions of not Polybius. Um, yeah. Uh Polybius, um, it that was another thing I expected to go on for two sessions that went on for far more than two sessions. You're pretty good at that. <laughs> what can I say? No, literally, like I sat down I did not think about how I sat down and wrote that scenario for three days. <laughs> Just did nothing for three nights except write that scenario. <laughs> Um, I love that. I love that you you did that. You stopped. You looked at it. And go. Yeah, it's a one shot. <laughs> I just. I'm just. I'm just looking at. Well, I, I honestly thought it was going to take two. Sen- I honestly thought it was going to take two sessions. Um, because yeah. I could just see how it could have how how it could have been beaten quickly. Um, yeah, I guess that's the thing. Is it it fortunately 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 you guys are not me and do not have the knowledge I have of the scenario, so it took longer. <laughs> um. <laughs> And you enjoyed it. And then Monster ISS is Monster ISS up. is chugging along. Um, we're not that a many little over halfway that, right? done with that now. Yeah, um, I was gonna say it's not. That's not a long mini campaign. Yeah, well, it's <clears> it's <throat> a long mini campaign. It's a it's a short regular campaign. Um, <laughs> that that's all right. Fair enough. <laughs> I I have I have weird frames of reference for how long campaigns are supposed to go, Matt. Let's just look at this. How many episodes of Frida's have been played? That's long for a campaign, too. Yeah, I know. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so Monster ISS is still going. It's pretty great. You guys seem to be enjoying both. Uh, we've gotten a ton of comments on both lately, so that's really awesome. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, um, and Little Fears, the Little Fears campaign is actually long enough that I think we're dividing that up into seasons too. Um, yeah, um, we've been playing that one. Since, we've played that one on and off since February. Yeah, I kind of stopped being in it around about May when I got two jobs, as opposed to none. Yeah, so that was fun. Two jobs and a freelancing thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Did I ever tell you? I know this is off topic. I told you how that ended, right? Uh, the woman that didn't pay you. Yeah. She pay yeah. you? Nope. Suck. Yep. And that's why freelancing is annoying. Um, it's true. Um. All right. You want to try and answer our question here? You want to take a quick break? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um. So we can come up with a. We can build some steam on this. So after that lovely hold music, uh, which won't make sense to anybody if Matt doesn't put it in. Um, I'm just not going to put it in now. Just to make fun of you. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah, so we it's been a while since we did one of these. Um, and we, we're trying to figure out what to talk about this episode of the Newsies. Um, and we realized we had some unanswered questions. Um, so we looked over the questions, realized most of them were pretty terrible. <laughs> um, but there was... <laughs> I know. All of you people are uh, terrible. I don't want to know why you listen terrible. to the show. <laughs> no. Um, we're, we're, uh, we're bad at just rambling about stuff. Um, so uh, we're going to try and answer this question to the best of our abilities. Uh, from Elias Swift. Uh, he said, for another topic, which may have been the past Newsies, this one is for the GMs. How do you get inspiration for your scenarios? I know with games like Frida's, half of it is based on what the players do, but other than that? Um, so yeah, uh, inspiration for scenarios. It comes from a lot of different places. Um, uh, I know for me, um, I've put together games that were that came together from, oh man, I totally want to make a game that's about this thing. Or, you know, I had a game where I had a scene in mind that I really wanted to use in something, so I wrote a game to use it in. Um, and then in other situations, I wanted to kill a character, and so I wrote a game that would kill that character. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so inspiration comes from a lot of different places, and... I just steal things. Matt steals things, that's entirely applicable um if you're a criminal i think ross payton has said it best like the, the rpg writers are notorious for ripping things off it, all writers are notorious for ripping things off it, it happens it's 
pretty much inevitable. It happens either by design or by because everything has been done. Yeah, exactly. Some capacity. It, just, it, it depends on what you choose to to rip off. I know for me, if I'm ripping something off, it's because I looked at it and said, that sucks. I can totally do that better. <laughs> um, and I, I have actually written a couple of games based That's on that. That's why I'm waiting for um, Sam's Eon Flex game. <laughs> if you're going to steal either steal to do it better or steal something that's so good that nobody's going to notice that you've stolen it. Um, or just steal because... it and tear it apart and rebuild it, tear it apart, rebuild it. Um, I think that there's a there's a, an awesome video series out called Everything's a Remix that talks about how oh, to yeah. copy correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually what seen the, Why the hell not? I'll link that. Um, um, and yeah, uh, it talk because the important thing is not just a copy. Copying is a thing that people do, but don't just don't just take ideas, take ideas, and then put other ideas in. And I mean, if you do that enough, eventually people don't realize what what your art is or what your work is derived from. Yeah, and there's also the case that if you are running a game, you are the only one that knows your players that well. So if you're taking things that aren't really geared for your players but then taking those things and then using your knowledge to gear them for your players to know what they like what they're going to want to do what they enjoy that's going to make it even better game sam you sound like you're speaking from experience as a matter of fact i am why don't you Uh, regale us with your stories i will regale you with stories um uh, i'm gonna use the acre falls campaign here as as kind of a uh, because I'm, I, it's like the biggest thing I've, I've done, and it has a lot of stuff in it. But so the idea was that I was going to take this terrible Stephen King novel that I really disliked, but really could have done better, and then pair it with um, this work from Chris Strop called Acre Falls. It's a series of short stories, um, mostly creepy pastas. Well, based, was based on his old creepy pasta site, right? Yep. Ba- yeah, based on his old creepy pasta site. His old creepy pasta site chainsaw suit. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So he came up with this West Virginia town that uh, was basically Silent Hill with some twists, and you know, clearly he had had a lot of inspiration and had stolen some stuff. And you can really see a lot of the stuff that's in Acre Falls in his current work. Um, it's still he's still using the ideas, and they're really good stories. Um, so I was going to steal them and make my own crazy thing. Um, and so what I did was I looked at what was really strong about these stories. It was uh, very personal horror, very sudden horror, and stuff that really kind of came at you from unexpected directions. One of the stories is about a uh, literally a killer punctuation point. Um, that and the story is just from the perspective of this guy who has looked at this thing, basically gotten basilisk hacked, basilisk hacked by this punctu by this grammar. Well, the, the 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 punctuation mark is in itself a basilisk. Yeah, I don't exactly. think you're going to call it a hack when it's not a clickface. I know. I just that's just my terminology because I fucking nobody knows. Face. Nobody. They've so many. People. It's he, yes. It is a basilisk. It's he, a, his it's brain. A, it's a, a basilisk is of course a reference to a thing you look at that then drives you mad or dead or kills you or other horrible things. Yes, um, a, a mimetic idea. Yes. Um, and and but you know so it's it's killer grammar that's awesome I love that um, it's better than Kelsey grammar it is infinitely better than Kelsey grammar uh, fuck you Fraser <laughs> but Kelsey yeah Gra- Kelsey grammar was also a killer grammar at sideshow Bob I'm gonna keep talking now 
<laughs> anyway, um, uh, so the so the stories are different, um, but they, there were a lot of really cool hooks in them, and. I know you guys. I know the drunk and ugly players. You guys love. Uh, you guys really dig on personal horror. You love role playing, and you love uh, character driven stories. And those are all awesome things. And so what I did was I basically took these creepy pastas, um, and then we started the campaign with um, a little fierce session. So it's uh, drunk and ugly players playing kids, which is. What we have a lot of experience doing, we play a lot of Little Fears, a lot of MAOCT. Yeah, we play we play a lot of children for a podcast called The Drunk and the Ugly. <laughs> uh, yeah, we play. Yeah. Which is to say, we play more than none. <laughs> it's true. Which is to say, we play it as the most played thing on our sites. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So, so I I knew what my players were going to like, and so I sort of started tailoring this uh, game for them, and then I let them. Basically, the way the first scenario went was I had a lot of stuff that they were going to stumble into, um, a lot of stuff that was going to be a problem but wasn't necessarily going to come after them so that they could feel their way into the characters, feel their way into the setting, sort of get into the atmosphere and the place of the game and then go after the plot because not everybody's like me. Not everybody wants to go immediately for plot and you know, for this personal horror type of situation, allowing that to settle in was going to be really good. Um, and so that's basically what happened was uh, you guys just uncovered a lot of plot all at once and sort of spent some time sifting through it, figured out how it connected. And then I kind of let you guys run with it. And that was a great game. Uh, and it, you know, it, 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 the themes came out of, you know, wanting to do this one book better and wanting to use some stuff out of Chris Straub's book. Um, and basically I, I, I took that and, you know, made it work for me. Um, that game is also an indication or not an indication, an example of, I had this really awesome scene that I wanted to do. Um, that was, it, it actually ended up being the climax of the game. And so what I knew was I had this picture of the scene and the scene defined the setting of the, of the game. Basically it, it had the, the, the sort of atmosphere and themes all wrapped up in it that I wanted to use. And so I allowed that, I kept that in the back of my mind when I was writing the game. Um, I also have written games that pretty much came from nothing. Um, the, uh, the complete bullshit game I ran was really spun out of (laughs) a lot of bullshit. Um, the completest bullshit, the completest bullshit. And then, uh, so I'm trying to think of what else I've run that's not been modules because I tend to tweak every module I run a little so it fits, um, my group of players, I, I, it, it kind of is necessary. I mean, um, Fall Harvest w- was pretty much in line with what you guys like quite a bit, but you know, needed some pushing, needed some uh, things yeah. added. Um, longest night of your life was that way. It was mostly pretty good to go as it was. Um, but then um, take like the uh, the two Cthulhu games I, I ran. Technically three, even though one was lost. The the Wasp game that I put together for the contributors and yeah, I both, both of those were lost. <laughs> Which yeah, is too bad because Zach did the best crazy person. <sighs> Listeners, if you need Zach to do a crazy voice, a crazy guy in your game, that's that's what he can that's do what he does. very very well. <laughs> 
what he does. It's awesome. I don't that that failed. Um, I don't know what you were trying to say there. I I I don't know what I was trying to say either. Um, anyway, uh, both of those games started from a standpoint of I have this thing that I really want to use for Lost in the Bayou or Deep in the Bayou. I forget what I called that. Um, it was uh, I wanted to use the um, the dogs. Uh, the the hounds of something um, that are just straight out of the Cthulhu book um, that rarely get any love and and are are pretty cool monsters and so I wanted to use those and I also like Louisiana so I threw a game into Louisiana done boom um, yeah and then for just vengeance um, I was I had a, a bit of a zombie kick and I was really into the idea of revenants revenants are of course the zombies that are Driven frequently, by revenge. yeah, basically fueled by revenge. They they come back from the dead to uh, wreak havoc on the people that killed them or caused them to die. And so I was thinking about that. I was like, well, it'd be really interesting if you know someone that was truly innocent, you know, died that way, or somebody that maybe not truly innocent, but had the entire weight of the world literally just fall on them. You know, so okay. How about homeless guy? Homeless guy becomes a revenant. That'll end well. And then we had a game. Um, and the kind of defining point between all those, uh, between the, the the direction of having a monster idea or having a character idea that you want to use or having themes and, and tropes that you want to try and do well, is that in every instance you got to tailor it for your players. Um, but you also have to tailor it for your yourself, your own writing style. You have to make sure that what you're writing is going to make sense to you specifically so that one, you can recall it while you're running the game. If, if, if you've written something that you don't fully have a grasp on, uh, if you don't know its motivations, if you don't know where the story wants to go, it's going to kind of be a clusterfuck. Um, so I, I, I guess making sure that you don't let the game that you're the scenario that you're writing based on this inspiration kind of get out of bounds I guess is is a what is the what what are, what bounds are you defining? The bounds of well say say like you have you have a game that you know it's like okay I want to make um you know I I want to make Silent Hill I want to make Silent Hill and it's gonna have uh you know themes of uh, uh, vengeance and repression and you know all the all the Silent Hill things you don't you don't then add in like vampires. Vampires don't really work in Silent Hill. They don't make much sense. Uh, you you don't have you know dinosaurs. <laughs> Jurassic Park meets Silent Hill is would probably be a great sci-fi movie, but you don't want to play that game. I think that's actually I don't. You might I don't. Is that a thing? Don't, don't tell me what I want, Sam. <laughs> all right, so maybe that was a bad example. Maybe dinosaurs in Silent Hill would actually be rad, and we should all go out and write that game. Dinosaur um, Hill. <laughs> dinosaur oh god Ugh. Ugh. Um, it's like yeah. Silent Hill except the town is actually a dinosaur <laughs> this um, is the worst idea <laughs> this is this, this is the, really a terrible idea if you can make this work listeners more power to you I want to hear that game um, put it on our community actual play <laughs> um, but yeah it, Inspiration is really awesome if you are if you if you are able to distill it into something that is going to work. If you if you know when to tell an idea no, I guess 
um, we've had a, a couple of games that we've played in and we've had uh, that both of us, Matt and I have run that um, really should have, you know, had had somebody look at it and say, no, don't do that. Or, you know, this is taking it a step too far. An idea can kind of get out of the territory of good, I guess, really easily. Well, that's why it's always, um, and this is one thing that um, that Sam and I do frequently is just if you have somebody, um, it's always good to have someone to bounce ideas off of. Um, yeah. I do it. Nate does it. Um, Sam, I'm pretty sure you do it. I don't know who. Oh, I do it. I do it constantly. I do. I have a couple of people that I do. Yeah. It with. I, so so find if you if you have someone else who is good who who is uh, good at writing or at least um is willing to listen to your ideas, um, to, to, you know, just give an and isn't involved in your game, preferably. <laughs> Yeah. Give, yeah, give them don't. give them the elevator pitch and have them have them you know it's always it's always good to to uh, get get an, get a second opinion. It, second opinions are great, and if you can find the person that's going to look at your game, your idea for whatever it is, even if you're not writing a game, if if you find somebody to look at that, look at the inspiration that you've turned into a thing, and then just rip it apart and show you all the ways that it can potentially not work. That's going to make a stronger thing. If you can have somebody that is going to look at your idea and say, "Here's where you're kind of overreaching," or "Here's where you know this 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 bit of logic doesn't make sense," or "This plot twist, where did that come from?" You know that kind of thing. If you can have somebody look at it and not just tell you if it's a good idea or not, because in a lot of cases you're going to be able to know. Um, but if it's an idea that is going to be I don't know. Enjoyable for other people, I guess, which is a different thing. Yeah, it's well. I mean, that's that's going to vary depending on personal taste, obviously. Yeah. I feel like I ranted for a while, Matt. You should talk. Yeah. Um. Speaking of getting out of bounds, where the <laughs> hell did we go? I don't know. We're we're still in bounds. I just got a little vague. <laughs> <sighs> um. All right. So, uh, ways that I make game. Uh. How how I make game good. How is game formed? How a girl get pregnant. <laughs> um, that's that's typically how it starts. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> see, when a man and a woman love each other very much. Matt, I think you're stalling. <laughs> no. See, that's stalling. Yeah, that's um, stalling. All right. Uh, no. So, um, like I said, I just rip things off uh, very uh, ungracefully. Um, you might have noticed that we're posting this. We're posting Polybius, um, <laughs> like a while. And and somebody in their comments said, "Hey, did you get the idea from RPVR?" And uh, yes. Um, <laughs> literally, this started as I, I think it was like. Sam or somebody else said you should you should run this you should take this and run this for our group. Um, and when I said that to people, uh, I don't even remember how how it got to that point. But somehow somebody told me that I should take that take the RPPR scenario and run it for our group. And I said okay. And then um, I started writing it out. And then I'm like, well, some people in our group have listened to it, so I should modify it a little bit. Um, and then what it ended up eventually coming down to is that I kind of rewrote the entire thing, uh, save for um, inspirations from uh, our inspirations from RPPR, which were a couple of specific characters. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, just a couple of monsters from that that I liked. 
Uh, yeah, and I mean, and basically completely goes, retooled. Um, yeah, exactly. And then the rest of it is really just from the like the rest of it's just from the creepy pasta, um, which. Yep. There's not a lot to go off of on that. The whole the whole creepypasta about Polybius is that nobody fucking knows what Polybius is. <laughs> it, it, well, it's it, also it's this, it's this weird vector graphics game that gives you a seizure when you play it. <laughs> I mean, it, it is also a creepypasta in which case it's entirely open ended and you know is meant to be applicable to everyone. But yeah, yeah. So um, there's so yeah. Um, I took that and I ended up uh, similarly to Sam. I took it and uh, I I wrote it to be this thing that has that, that's completely relatable to everybody um, or everybody in the group. I wrote specific. Uh, I wrote in specific things for every player or for every character. Um, yeah, yeah, you did a lot of really they're good. Starting, they're starting to come to bear. Um, uh, and actually, Little Fears makes that really easy with that whole fucking questionnaire. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. want a game that you can write personal scenarios in? Little Fears. Yep. Um, so uh, that's kind of how that one started. That's my most that's my most blatant ripping off of anything ever. Yeah, I mean, and 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 really, what you you ripped off? You started from a point of ripping off, and then what you ended up with was the, the same thing in name only. In name oh. only in a couple of a couple of characters because yeah, well just, at that yeah. point at that point you're in homage territory so yeah I'm an, <laughs> I'm, uh, it's an homage exactly um, and then talking about other things that I've that I have that I've ripped off and then made into something completely entirely different um, and I don't know how I think I've talked about this once in an interview but never really got into it uh, Night of the Gaming Does. Mm. Um, that started entirely differently than where it ended. Um, and basically, yeah. I, I took one of I took one of the random little uh, you want to find a from road. It started. It was going to be something in road trip. So, and at the end of the road trip book, Ross has like a bunch of like random things. That's like this is how this is how you can be in this situation, which is something like things ranging from like this is a tourist attraction to oh my god, deer in the road. Um, <laughs> And so I took one that's uh I, I think the the one that, the one that I took was like um pulled over pulled over by the cops um and then I combined that with like um there is an episode of Adventure Time that I cannot remember the name of because I haven't watched Adventure Time for over a year but um basically like the whole plot of it was that the 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 I'm just gonna name these characters and not explain them because why not? Um, the Ice King had stolen another princess because that's what he does. Um, and this one he had convinced he had some kind of ring that um, that he that he put on her that made her um, stop caring and fall madly in love with him. Except you could see some except her true self and her true feelings. You could see if you looked in her eyes literally she was in there and could talk to you through her eyes. Um, and so I kind of started with, so it started with that, that it was this, it was this thing. It was this thought that you could, you could, you could see people, everybody looked really happy. Everybody was really happy and calm. Except if you looked in their eyes, you could see this deep fear. And then it turned into this thing that if it, it, it's, it, somebody saw something and it, it caused them to do that. And then when they look at other people, it causes it to spread. And then it's, well, it's a, um, 
it's a computer virus, and when you look at it, it 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 spreads to you, and then it makes you want to send it to everybody. And I'm like, you know what? This is like email forwards. Um, so it's this funny. It's it's like says lol funny YouTube video. Lol 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 Um, and then it's like instead of being a YouTube video, it's this thing that you look at that makes you go that makes you want to send it to everybody else. And then from there it turned into. And then from there, I'm like, you know what? What's a thing that? Uh, what's a thing that people do a lot um, that would make that would make all the random, uh, you know, everybody's happy with everything? It's an online game that you just play all the goddamn time. Um, so it, it started. So I took I took this idea from Adventure Time. I distilled it to its bare essence, which is. A thing, a mimetic feeling that comes around through the eyes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I turned you, it into this zombie scenario, and and it worked really well. I mean, and uh, and you got it down to, you know, that the 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 one point of the idea that actually mattered. You know, it, it is. Uh, yeah, and that's that's yeah. kind of where a lot of these things. That's kind of where a lot of these things come from. Um, and in another vein of a game that hasn't been posted, never will be posted because it's before <laughs> I met any of you guys. Um, this is back with my uh, old uh, gaming group I had um, back when I lived in my parents' house. Um, oh, is this the Mutants and Masterminds? Yeah, the Mutants and Masterminds game that uh, just really didn't have a title. Um, title it right now. Uh, it actually had a title. It was called Dream. Uh, it ended up lasting <laughs> because that's what it was based on. Uh, oh shit! And it was this really um, based on this weird ass dream I had, um, where I was on a road trip with some friends, and this crazy girl comes and like uh, my friends are in a gas station or something. I decided to hang out in the car for whatever reason. I fall asleep, and then when I wake up, this some crazy girl stolen my car and is driving away with me still in it. And I'm telling her that we sh- we need to go back. We need to go back. You this you you can't steal my car. <laughs> and she's like, "Come on, we're gonna go on an adventure." Um, <laughs> And like had this thing. She talked about all this crazy shit she did and how she once, uh, how she once won a chicken sandwich in a bar bet. And um, I don't remember a lot of it because it's a dream I had three years ago. Um, Off topic. This sounds a lot like the dream I had where Greg Stulte was driving me around talking about uh, country, country living magazine or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, and so um, from there, I took that, I wrote, I just wrote that whole thing down, like all the ideas from it, and tried to figure out what I could use from it. And I don't remember the thought process from this so well, but that uh, it kind of turned into a mutants and mastermind scenario. It was originally something going to be like everybody, um, everybody that enters into this town falls asleep and ends up in this alternate world. And then I realized that one of the characters has a has a uh, like a had a thing that made it so that they never had to sleep ever and could not be forced into sleep. So I had to come up with a reason. Um, and eventually it just came to this thing that this um, it came, I distilled it down to the idea of this crazy woman who does whatever she wants and everybody loves her. Um, and so from that, from there, the character was actually, was I, I just decided to name the character Mary Sue. Um, 
<laughs> the thing was like that wasn't enough. I because that 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 wasn't so. The whole thing was that this whole city and this whole character and how the reason everything was so batshit fucking crazy was because the city had been destroyed and there was like one there was this one girl left who had survived it and had been hiding out and she was because means her masterminds and it was cosmic level like she was this incredibly powerful illusionist who restored the entire restored the entire city to how she remembered it and uh obviously the and and the 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 superhero uh mary sue or otherwise known as the amazing baseball bat girl um was her was actually her sister and her sister and in her mind her sister was super awesome and could do everything and she was always fighting these bank robbers over and over because she, her sister was ended up being killed in a been a bank robbery gone horribly horribly wrong um and so yeah, from this dream about this girl like steal my car, I have the I got the idea. This girl, this crazy ass girl, that goes does whatever she wants, and everybody seems to love her for some reason. Cool. Um, yeah, and then you. It sounds like you managed to turn mutants and masterminds into like a, a horror game. It wasn't actually. It wasn't actually a horror game because it was a. It was a very Silver Age thing. It was. It had some Groundhog Day elements in it because okay. uh, it was a very. It ended up turning into this very Silver Age thing where she was, she the baseball bat girl was fighting with these bank robbers constantly, and because both of the both both sides were cosmic level heroes, they basically destroyed an entire city block whenever they came. <laughs> <fought>. um, <laughs> But like it was this really silly thing. Like this, this, this person who moves super fast, and all she does, is she she runs super fast and carries a baseball bat. Versus like these super powered gangsters that have, um, that can like reach into their coats and like pull out rocket launchers or fire axes or whatever they need to, um, and all have these varying different powers. Um, and it was kind of the thing where these the heroes weren't sure who was on what side, um, and then uh, and they tried to stop one side, they tried to stop the other side, and eventually they did stop. They they ended up eventually stopping one side, kind of. Um, and so then the illusion changed to fit what had happened, and uh, any character that didn't have um, like a mind shield power ended up starting to be. They started to become compelled to become the Midnight Crew. <laughs> uh, which was the name nice. uh, that uh, speaking of ripping things wholeheartedly whole cloth i just stole the midnight crew from mspa because i thought they were amusing um and yeah. so that those were the guys and so they the, as the players defeated the midnight crew they suddenly were compelled to become it um that's pretty cool yeah it was all right except the like the the people who ended up becoming compelled to do it were uh the fighters in the group and the people who didn't were the investigators and so they were forced <laughs> to fight the best fighters in the party which did that that part didn't work out so well but um the rest of it the rest of it was cool and yes. uh, the players ended up sympathizing with the little girl and uh, they ended up bringing her along in the party and it was it was cool <laughs> they brought her along she was a fucking powerful illusionist. I know, but that's just hilarious. Like, oh yeah, sure. You just had a you know a psychotic break and imagined all these crazy ass things and tried to kill us. Well, let's join the party. Come along. Come have fun. Yeah. <laughs> it must be good to be a superhero. Yeah. It really is. Um, and so those are the those are two that I can those are two that I can think of off the uh, think of off the top of my head. Um, yeah. Pop music changes everything. Was one that the that wasn't me ripping something off. That was just honestly some crazy idea that came to me. Um, just because uh, I listened to the song "Pumped Up Kicks" and that got stuck in my head for three weeks. 
Um, <laughs> I remember that. And so I'm like, I'm like, there should be the, the, the there should be this scenario where people just get music fucking stuck in their heads. <laughs> and I kind of started thinking about it, and like, um, and the, the and the thing I realized, I was looking up this thing about how to. I found this, I found this like how to guide on the internet on how to get a song unstuck from your head, and it had a lot of things like listen to another song. Um, and the final, the final one, which ended up bringing it to the idea of a scenario, is give it to someone else. <laughs> and so I had the idea of this character that always had music stuck in their heads and they wanted to get it out and the only way they could get it out and get some temporary respite was to give someone else the song and it and it ended up becoming this sort of and it ended up becoming sort of this viral thing. And what the scenario ended up becoming was obviously something completely different. Um but that's just no, how not, it's that's how it started. Not too horribly different. It still had the, the base idea there. It had the it had the base idea. It just it changed a lot and ended up being merged with another scenario. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> that scenario I based on a dream that Nate had, <laughs> which I can I can barely remember a lot of it. I just know it would involve the rapture. And so oh, I, that's so, actually I, I, I'm kind of interrupting you, but that's actually a, it's a, fine. Another, I've been branding for a while. Yeah, that's another point of, of how to get inspiration. Reuse your old ideas. Or if you've had ideas that, like, didn't work on their own or you've had games that just flopped real hard and you're not sure why, give those ideas another shot. Pair them with something else. Um, uh, put them together, you know, if you, if you have the idea, if you, you know, if you have, like, a half-formed scenario kind of sitting around and you can't figure out how to give it an end, kind of try and tack it on to something else or do the same thing we've been talking about is distill it back down to that base idea and then take it in a new direction yeah there's there's uh, been a um well sorry do you have something you were gonna no, say? no that was that was better um yeah that's kind of the that's kind of thing that's um there's a scenario i actually ran in uh prominence um which i'm not going to talk about in too much detail because spoilers um but honestly like that scenario i had three different scenario ideas and none of them were good enough to be a full scenario on their own so i honestly just put all of them together made them into this one giant colossal investigation um and they were close enough to each other that it could work. Um, yeah. Um, at that point, you, I mean, you just kind of made them relate to each other, and they they all worked. Yeah. And it was just like I took all the ideas I had for prominence and made them into one super scenario. Um, yeah. And that's uh, that was that was the thing that happened. So yeah, if you have if you have ideas that don't seem like they are full scenarios on their own, um, honestly, I just make a list of half-formed ideas and I just come back to it if I'm ever if I'm ever looking for an idea for a game. If yeah. I ever find um, an interesting like an interesting internet video that's like I could run something. This is this seems gameable or like um, if I have any ideas, I write them down in a in a big document and then I refer to them whenever I'm dry. And I sometimes I'll combine them. Um, sometimes I'll break them down. Sometimes I'll I'll do a lot of things. Um, I've done that as I haven't I hadn't done that in a while up until um, a really recent little fear scenario that I just started running. Um, that started on that kind of thing that it was it, it started based on a video i saw on vimeo and uh the again distilled it down to its barest ideas um actually it's based on a video i saw on vimeo and also a ketchup packet <laughs> i'm not gonna explain that you heard it here folks a ketchup packet i, I based a scenario on a ketchup packet 
<laughs> this is again off topic, but it's amusing. Um, there was a thread on Reddit that was like it was kind of similar to this, you know, idea is like what you know what is the most off the cuff game you've ever ran. Um, and so I posted a comment as my GM once ran a game that was based on a single sentence of a racist robot ruins a dinner party. <laughs> I honestly can't believe I, I, I ran that scenario and it, it, and it was fun. <laughs> yeah. That is the other thing. Um, we've talked about this a, a, a couple That's the other times. Thing, make your games fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is a good goal. Make your games enjoyable. Uh, no, um, if you th- there's there's a difference between not preparing for a game and coming into a game with uh, very few scenario plans. Um, I think we actually it, did. We had a we did an actual show on this back when we had the Podbean site. Yeah, um, planning versus prepping. Yeah, planning versus prepping, and it, and it's it, it has a lot to bear on this question of inspiration too, because sometimes if you you know, get an inspiration and you kind of have an idea of where it's going, but where it's going depends a lot on how your players are going to react to it. In a lot of cases, it's really good to just kind of leave the idea in that form and then, you know, do some of the other work of preparing for the scenario, come up with characters, come up with NPCs, come up with a setting, you know, that kind of thing. Do the work to fill out what the place you're going to set this game in and then kind of approach it from that direction. Um, in some cases, that'll work, and it again, it depends on your players. It depends on your GMing style, especially. I know Nate loves to Im- do improv games because, you know, it, he he can do them really well. He can play off the cuff like that. I can't. Um, I always come into a scenario with a ton of planning done because uh, otherwise, I'll just make shit up in the middle of it and won't make any sense. And I know I'll do that. Um, but if you have that ability and and the idea you come up with seems pretty good to go give that a shot um if you steal an idea or you know creatively reimagine an idea and then can distill it down to that kind of bare essence like we've been talking about and you want to try a run running a game using that go for it see what happens report back to us like let us know what happened um that's entirely doable um taking a taking a game down to its bare idea and then building a scenario around it doesn't have to happen um I'm of the opinion it'll probably make a at least more immersive game if you do that. Um, but again, it's not necessary. Well, I think that. the way that I mean, they, they we're kind of we're kind of deviating from the topic there um, of inspiration and going more into full on like how do you write a scenario? True. Um, so yeah, that's, so we'll, we'll leave that there. But that is uh, that is also a viable option. Yeah, that's I, I mean that's that's another topic for another day. Um, that's true. It is true. That's another topic that we've already done back when <laughs> we had the old show. Hey, not everybody's listened to the old show, Matt. In fact, very few people have listened I could to start, the old I could show. I could repost episodes of the old show. I have them. You probably should. Yeah. If if only because they were good. I mean, like, depends on what Alex is going to complain about. But I mean, Alex edited them. <laughs> that is true. I don't think he's going to complain about nothing. He, sp- he spent longer on those than I spent editing APs. Because he would go in and remove remove specific words. Yeah. What what was it you said that he had he had learned the wave frequency or what? It uh, like? When he did another when he did another uh, podcast with Sean, he went through and I don't I don't know why he just decided to edit out every instance of the word fuck. 
And he said by the end of that, he had learned what the waveform for fuck looks like. <laughs> he didn't even need to listen to it. It's like it's like in the Matrix. I don't even see the code anymore. Brown, brunette, redhead. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, that's a good note to close out on, I think. Uh, yeah. Do we have anything else to talk about? Uh, oh, we can. You want to? You want to still talk about Knights Black Agents? Oh yeah. Um, Just that, talking Knights about Black inspirations. Agents. Yeah, talking about inspiration. Knights Black Agents is a game we've not yet played. I really do want to play it because it seems awesome. Is it even out I, yeah, it's out. Okay. It came who, out. Who's it? Who's it made by? Um. Fuck. Um. Here, let me look it up. Black Agents. I have Kevin, this Google. Kevin something. I think. Kevin Height. Kevin Height, that's what Kevin it is. Kevin Height, yes. uh, and published by Pelgrane Press, uh, f- famous publishers of Gumshoe, uh, Fear Itself. Uh, yep. uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, and I honestly probably will end up running it at some point, if only because Gumshoe is my jam. Yeah. Um, and I, I just love, uh, I just love, like, the, 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 thing, the thing that Kevin Height literally said for this game, his inspiration is, I wanted to make a game where you kill lots of vampires. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is definitely one that started with uh, you know uh, wanting to do a thing, and then he turned it into a whole game. You know, it's it's Jason Bourne meets vampires. You know, in you know spy thriller kind of thing that also spy has thriller conspiracy that has lots of vampires that you have to vampires kill. <laughs> that you have to kill. So yeah, I mean, that's I mean, it's an entirely applicable way of doing it. It's a published game. Can't argue with that. Or wait, you called him Kevin. His name is Kenneth. Oh, Kenneth. That's right. Kenneth Height. Kenneth Height. We're very, so, we're very professional Hyde. here. This is the drunk and the ugly. <laughs> yes. We're extremely professional. Kenneth Height. Like, I, haven't, I don't even own the book. How am I supposed to remember the author? Uh, you can look at the website like I am. Uh, it's, that involves opening a browser and Googling. <laughs> <laughs> very professional at this show. <laughs> Do you know how much my time is worth, Matt? <laughs> Look, I don't pay you. Well, I don't pay you. Um, <laughs> I don't. Yep. Uh, all right. Um, I think that's everything. Yeah. Uh, uh, leave us. Uh, leave leave us comments on the on this post uh, or in the, or on our forum that we have. Uh, yes. We have a, we have a section uh, that is currently empty for uh, for topics on the drunk the newsies. Um, Actually, we prefer you leave them there if you can. Leave them either in in uh, on this post or in there, because if we have to find comments in other stuff, they're probably going to get lost. Just because we have like seven hundred comments on the site now. Oh yeah, we also have like what is it? Nearly two hundred posts. Yeah, yeah, we're we have um, one hundred ninety posts scheduled right now, and as the rate we're going. Um, within probably four weeks, uh, I'm going to be looking at it, uh, editing our 200th post. Now there's 11 or 12 newsies here. Um, there's going to be, a, there's going to be 11 when this goes up. So, uh, we have 180 games <laughs> that's that are going to go up on the sites. They're going to be up on the site in a couple of weeks. And, um, and we've been, I mean, the actual play site's been up for more than a year, right? Yeah, no, yeah. I started, I started the AP site, uh, back in April of 2011. Yeah, because uh, one of our first games posted was an April Fool's game. Yeah, so shit, we're coming up on two years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Happy to feel old. We're almost we're almost toddlers. Shit. All right. So yes, listeners, 190 posts. 
190, yeah, 190 posts. Um, and remember, uh, again, um, there's going to be a poll on the site uh, you yep. can vote on to for whatever APs we're going to post next. Yes. Um, whatever um, one AP I'm going to post at the end of the Yes, hopefully universe. that'll be up by the time we get this up so we can put that in the show notes. Yeah. Um, oh, it's going to be and, up. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be up. It's going to be up. Um, we'll also link to that one video, um, the remix yeah, right. everything's a remix. Everything's a remix. Yep, we'll put that in the show notes. Uh, I probably put Knights Black Agents in the show notes just because we mentioned it. Um, Acre Falls, maybe. Because it's awesome. You guys should all read it. It's really good and totally won't spoil you for anything. I promise. Yeah, Chris Straub. Chris Straub is a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Needs all the help he can get. I love um, his blamimations. Yeah. Actually, I want to But yeah. Um, and as always, comments. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you hate. Tell us what to talk Great about comment, next. Subscribe. So, so yeah. So we signed off, uh, and then Matt was looking at some stats. It's apparently two days away as of this recording. Uh, it'll have already passed by the time this goes up. The one-year anniversary of the Newsies. Yeah, our first post, 11-30-2011. <laughs> Happy birthday, guys. Happy birthday, us. <laughs> Happy birthday! Uh, we promise there'll be more of these. Yeah, we actually, we're gonna try. We're gonna try to go for a for a monthly format. We're, we're gonna try. We'll try. We're gonna try. Do we're gonna, we're gonna fail. We're gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Good night, for reals. Good night, internet. Good night.